Dive into real estate. What are you waiting for? Welcome to the Dive into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast, where you will learn some of the newest strategies and simple techniques to get into real estate investing. This podcast is about helping you take action and motivating you to dive into real estate for financial freedom. Now, your host, Cecil Rose. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Dive Into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast. I'm your host, Cecil Rose. This is episode five. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Appreciate the comments. Uh, if you haven't subscribed yet, we are on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Uh, once you subscribe, we come out every Monday with these podcasts. So, uh, once you subscribe, you will get them front off the press um, every Monday we come out. Again, thank you for, for tuning in, and I appreciate the comments. So today, I wanted to talk about what's going on in the real estate market. As everybody know, I specialize in short sales, and I've been getting a lot of people asking me about what you think is going to happen with um, the housing and with businesses, uh, jobs, and just overall people being affected by the, the COVID-19, uh, it's so many uncertainties and so many things uh, we don't know that's going to happen. And to be honest with you, I've been doing short sales for several years. With the short sales that I've done, I'm still doing short sales. I'm still helping several people right now that are in pre-foreclosure. Uh, they had a lot of questions about, you know, how to, will this affect them? How this will, will the terms, will the guidelines change? So I just wanted to answer some questions today about short sales. What are short sales basically? And what are pre-foreclosures, uh, loan modifications, just the simple basic terms that people are not familiar with. But I wanted to read this because I know that President Trump had signed some bills and put out some guidelines as far as for single family mortgages. This is one of them. It says the coronavirus outbreak has triggered forbearance help from Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, which between them guaranteed more than two thirds of all mortgage and 95 percent of mortgage backed securities. Fannie and Freddie released essentially identical sets of guidelines for borrowers and lenders about single family mortgages. Homeowners adversely impacted by this emergency, in the words of Fannie Mae, may request mortgage assistance by contacting their mortgage servicer. Mortgage forbearance provided to reduce or suspend payments for up to 12 months. Foreclosure sales and evictions suspended for 60 days. Freddie Mac lists the dates as at least May 17, 2020. Lenders must suspend reports to credit bureaus or pass due payments for borrowers in forbearance plan. No penalties or late fees for homeowners in forbearance plan. And after the forbearance, lenders are mandated to work with borrowers permanently to plan or help them maintain, re reduce monthly payments as much as necessary. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because if you don't remember what happened with the housing market bubble that happened, actually in 2007 it happened. And there was a whole bunch of people who, um, it was a whole bunch of foreclosures. People lost 
their homes. And looking at what's going on today, there are people that are living paycheck to paycheck, unfortunately. And if they miss one payment, they're not able to either pay their mortgage, uh, pay whatever type of business they have that includes real estate. I mean, we know now, even with Airbnb, a lot of people are, you know, I think that's what's really getting hit hard right now, Airbnb, because it's uh, short-term rentals for a lot of people who own those type of uh, real estate properties. But first, let me tell you, a short sale happens when somebody is in pre-foreclosure. I mean, I appreciate what the president is doing now because it's really helping people and nobody really wants to lose their home. But reality is most people will because they're not financially stable to maintain um, this long term pandemic of what's going on and what's happening. So with the forbearance that the government has provided, a forbearance is basically is putting a stop on the payments, a stop on interest insurance and other payments, you pretty much pausing your mortgage payment for or are you setting it for a later date? As I was reading, once whatever date that this pandemic is lifted and a person is in a position to pay, then that forbearance will be lifted. But the homeowner has to continue to pay in and then they are responsible for the interest, then the mortgage insurance, I mean, all that still has to continue. And it's also real because I remember when 2016 happened also, a lot of people had forbearances. It was for three months. But even after those three months, people were still in a predicament where they couldn't work. They couldn't get the money to come up to actually get their mortgage current. I'm actually still helping people who were behind. So with with short sales, if a person, a lender actually provides homeowners with several options, they either tell them about the forbearance, if they can help them work that out, or they tell them about a loan modification, they tell them about a deed in lieu, and they tell them about the short sale. Now, most people, they would do the loan modification. A loan modification is basically you remodifying the loan, you continuing with the payments, but you have experienced a hardship. So the forbearance, that's just another workout option because this is a hardship. But with the loan modification, it's something that it's a hardship where you either lost your job, you had health problems, you went through a divorce, you know, just several things may have happened where you cannot keep up the payment of the house or you may have experienced a natural disaster like a hurricane, like Katrina. And unfortunately, with this pandemic, this is a hardship. So the the difference between the forbearance and the loan modification, the forbearance actually postpone the payments, the loan modification you still have to pay. You're just remodifying the loan. But with the forbearance, it's just giving you, it's just postponing the payments until a later time. And then you have the deed in lieu. The deed in lieu is just something where a person has already went through the foreclosure process. They're at the end. They've been several months behind because usually 
or the time it takes for you to actually do a workout option is 120 days. After 120 days, then the lender actually presents you with different workout options like the loan modification or the short sale. Most people who can't do the loan modification because they can't afford it, even if the lender has remodified the loan. I've seen lenders that have remodified the loan and just decreased the house note $100. Some people need to decrease way lower than that because their income either has decreased, they may have went through a divorce, they may have separated with their spouse, and they have to have an affordable uh, note where they can pay. So the loan modification, even though the lender may modif- remodify, it may not even work out for them. So the lender actually uh, suggests to homeowners different type of workout options. So after the loan modification, the lender may tell the homeowner, uh, there's, there's another option. If you cannot come up with the money to reinstate the mortgage and get it current, you can do what's called a deed in lieu, where you just basically give the house back to the lender. I say as an example, it's like a repo. You're giving the keys back to the lender. Now, there are certain things that has to happen. The house has to be cleaned up. It has to be cleaned out. No furniture. Totally empty. And most of the time, the lender will give you what's called cash for keys. They will give you money for doing a deed in lieu. A deed in lieu is 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 different from a short sale because you're not actually selling your home. Now, you can't do a deed in lieu if you have two mortgages or two different mortgages with two, two different lenders. So if one of your mortgages is with a U.S. Bank and another one is with Wells Fargo, you can't do a deed in lieu. The mortgages have to be the same. So if you are in that predicament, you won't be able to do a deed in lieu. The short sale, and some people think a short sale is just that. It's a short sale. No, a short sale is you have to qualify. Again, you have to have had a hardship that happened. But the short sale is the lender is taking less than what's owed on the house. So if you owe 100000 and the house is only worth 60000 then there's a $40,000 difference, which they call that the deficiency judgment. And based on the condition of the house, the repairs, the comps in the area, if that house does come back and evaluate it for 60000 then that's what the lender will actually accept for the house. And they would actually waive the $40,000 that you owe. So the short sale, you would still sell the house. You will still get rid of the debt and it will still report to your credit, but it can take up to two years, three years before you're able to buy another home. And it may take less than that, depending on how it's being reported to your credit. But time wise, from my experience, it can take up to two to three years um, before you're able to buy another home. But once you settle and the lender has approved that short sale, then you pretty much you're finished with the debt that's owed on that house. Now, some lenders send out what's called a 1099 where you may have to pay taxes on that. 
and some lenders I've known, um, like Freddie Mac, uh, haven't been sending out 1099s. They just pretty much have been waiving. But either way, you're not owing the lender anything after this short sale uh, is done. Why is this beneficial to what's going on right now? Because a lot of investors, a lot of people are afraid with the housing market being the way it is. And right now, the market is still stable. I still have people calling me uh, to go view the houses that I have listed. But right now, people or afraid that market values may stop start dropping and whatever whatever you're trying to do that's in a real estate they're looking to buy uh, houses at a discount and if people are not able to afford their to pay their house note because of what's going on with the pandemic the loss of job the unemployment and everything like that then People are eventually going to go into foreclosure because they can't afford their mortgage, especially if they're already struggling to pay their mortgage. And now they can't work. I mean, you got people with multifamily units, commercial properties. I mean, this doesn't only apply to single families, but this applies to every other form of real estate that you may be in or that you have a mortgage on and you are receiving payments to continue to keep your mortgage paid. So the opportunity for an investor who is knowledgeable of short sales, know how to present a package to the lender, know how to evaluate a short sale, and even knowing how to recognize it can possibly be a short sale, this could be a good opportunity for you. And even people would uh, know how to do subject twos, just helping the homeowner taking over their payment for them. It's so many things you can monetize off of this real estate lead generation. And short sales is just one lead generations. I mean, you can find these leads just like any other lead, the courthouse, different places, newspaper, online, you know, having a system set up where you can contact these people, talk to them, provide a service to them. Believe me, I'm helping several people right now. I'm helping a gentleman who's actually two years behind on his house. And he has a high-end home. I've helped people who have been five years behind on their home. Believe me, eventually the lenders will foreclose on the homeowners. But you have to be in a position where you know that the pro you know the process, and also that you understand how to put a package together to ethically influence the values of these homes. Because so many investors, they just think they can make an offer on these homes and think that the lender will take them. Let me tell you something. With Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae, these are government-backed loans. Lenders already have uh, PMI on some of these homes, which are private mortgage insurance. These, This is forced-placed insurance. So they already done their numbers on a lot of these loans. They know that if these loans go or get foreclosed on, then they will still get the value that they put into them. You can't, as an investor, you have to understand how the process works. You have to have 
a real estate agent who's knowledgeable because lenders want homeowners to have worked with an, uh, a real estate agent to have that house listed, you know, have a purchase agreement. So these are things you have to be uh, knowledgeable of doing. And I've done over 300 short sales and count, and I'm still doing them. Uh, as I mentioned, it can be another lead source uh, that can really help your business. Um, and I do multiple things. I do wholesaling. I do short sales. I do probates. I do an inheritance list. Um, you know, I do the code violation. There are several lists that are out there. And for me, short sales have always created a more of a, a wider spread on a lot of my deals versus a, a lot of the other leads that I've, I've worked. Not saying that the other leads couldn't for what I do with short sales, they've provided a lot of spreads as far as uh, working these type of deals. But I am actually working, I have a course that will be coming out on uh, how to do short sales, how to negotiate short sales. I get tons of calls from real estate agents that actually send me their short sales. They want me to negotiate them for them. They want me to work them out. So I have a uh, a course that will be coming out very soon that I will be providing that will be online. Again, with everything that's going on, just, just be careful, stay safe. Again, continue to look for opportunities in the midst of everything that's going on. Thanks again for tuning in to Dive Into Real Estate, for investing, for newbies, and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Dive Into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast at diveintorealestatefornewbies.com. 